Hey, everybody. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. Thank you for joining me. And I know it's kind of a crazy night. There are a lot of things going on. And Donald Trump is pretty much conceding the election. He's talking about allowing the transition team to come in and everything doesn't look good. So I figured it was time to put something to rest that's been bothering me for quite a long time. And what does it have to do with? Well, it's it's fairly simple. Over the years, I've watched many a movie, and I love movies more than just about anything. And one of the things that drives me crazy is when people say over and over that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. So to you people, I say, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> And I promise you, no people were harmed in the making of that short clip. Folks, this is the Die Hard episode. And yes, I know it's Thanksgiving, but to do it in December would be cliche because you know everyone's going to do it. So this will give you plenty of time to review that Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. And then you can school all your friends. And I have evidence. I have broken this down minute by minute, clip by clip. And even though I did not feel like editing two hours of this movie, which I did not, I want you to check my work. And you can actually follow along and see how I do. Folks, this is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. I really appreciate you stopping by. You can come see me at these sites right here. If you wouldn't mind, if you're on YouTube, there is a small very small little red envelope right over in this area underneath my hand. Click that to subscribe. If you're on Facebook, one of the things I need you to do is I need you to like and follow, not just like. Like allows you to share it with other people. Follow allows you to actually see updates and when I go live. You notice that the lights are a little different here. I'm going with a more realistic look. I didn't want to be blinded, so I took some lighting classes on YouTube. I think I've done okay. And overall, the set looks pretty good. And if you don't like it, well, I'll probably change it in five minutes anyway. Folks, Die Hard. Why is this such a big deal to me? Well, Die Hard's a great movie. I grew up with it. I love John McClane. I love everything about John McClane. I thought John McClane was absolutely my hero. So what have I done? I have taken 50 things that prove that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And the easiest thing that we can say is a lot of people go, well, well, the movie wasn't released in Christmas. Well, that doesn't matter. Miracle on 34th Street wasn't released on Christmas. A lot of movies weren't released on Christmas. In fact, some were released in early November. The point is, is that the references and the overall theme, let's look at what makes a Christmas movie. Gifts, trees. Christmas music, a lifelong lesson to learn. Um, there's usually a bad villain like the Grinch or someone who's trying to steal Christmas or be a fuddy-duddy Scrooge. Die Hard has all these things, but it has Hans Gruber. And instead of stealing gifts and putting coal in people's stocking, he shoots them in the head if they don't give him the code to the vault. Which, let's face, let's face it, Nakatomi probably didn't have that code anyway, so he killed him wantingly. Hans Gruber is a bad guy. It's got everything. It's got argument. It's got desserts with fantastic Twinkies. It even has a boob scene, which all Christmas movies should have, even though they don't. There are so many things to enjoy why this is a Christmas movie, but most importantly, it is a Christmas movie if you want it to be. Every year, 
in my family, we grew up watching one of our favorite shows, It's a Wonderful Life, and we loved it. But my wife and I just last year believe that Die Hard has now become the family tradition, and we will continue to show our wonderful family this movie. So let's go over a few things. Let's go with sound and music, because this is important. At 1.51 in the airport scene, you'll remember, Sleigh Bells Ringing is playing on the radio. And when John McClane gets in the limo at 7.44, Christmas in Hollis is playing. At 10.10, floor one on the main lobby going up on the Nakatomi Plaza, John whistles Jingle Bells. On 14.04 in the parking garage, Ode to Joy is playing. And 45.19 at the gas station, Let It Snow, when Al goes in to get his Twinkies. At 2.0702 in Nakatomi Plaza, Let It Snow plays again in the credits. And at 2.10 in the credits, Winter Wonderland plays over and over. Now, it's just not the music. There's nuance. There's small things. There's props. There's things to see inside the office. First, when you see him coming off the airplane at 147, John has a giant teddy bear with a big red bow. And what is more Christmas than a giant teddy bear with a big red bow? A couple minutes into the movie at 340 on floor 30 where the party is being held, Nakatomi walks out on the ledge and you look down and there's a giant Christmas tree. There's several poinsettia plants. Also, Holly's office has Jenny's Christmas pen there. It also has a uh, little jar full of Christmas goodies. And when her daughter runs to answer the phone, she's wearing a Christmas sweater. Some of these things weren't even pointed out online. There's so much more evidence than what people say. At 4020, the elevators, Santa hat and shirt. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. We all remember that where John kills. Uh, oh, gosh. What was the guy's name? Was it Hans? No, it was Hans Gruber. And then, oh, gosh, what was the other? What was the blind guy's name? Oh, it's going to come to me. But his brother gets ho, ho, ho. And it says, now I have a machine gun. And he writes it in red lipstick on his shirt. Really demented stuff. What's more Christmas than that? Ho, ho, ho. He's wishing him a happy festive season. At 159.11, floor 30, the vault, Christmas tape, gift, and bell is all over the place. And remember, that is where he puts the wonderful gun. And it was a 9mm Beretta then, not a Glock. But he tapes it on the back of his of his uh, back. And that's where he goes, yippee-ki-yay, mother, and pulls the gun. Uh, on 203.12, the sky, paper falling from the building, resembles snowfall. And that was on purpose. Christmas in L.A., if you would be so bold. As far as the script, there are a ton of references. I can't even begin to go through them all, so I'm going to go through them quick. At 305, floor 30 balcony, Takagi says, wish you a Merry Christmas. At 316, Holly says, Harry, it's Christmas Eve. 318, Holly says, family time. 319, Holly says, stockings. 322, Holly says, chestnuts. 324, Holly says, Rudolph and Frosty. 344, Ebenezer Scrooge, Holly says. 422, Holly looking for presents. 431, Santa and Mommy. At 750, inside the limo. John and then Argyle say Christmas music at 1147. The party guest says, Hey, Merry Christmas. As he barges into the office at 1304, John says Christmas in Japan 
1421 inside Holly's office this time of year. 1424, God's greatest gift, Holly says. At 40 minutes in the elevator, Hans, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. At 5628 in the main lobby, Alan Eddie, Merry Christmas. At 1111, server room, Twas the night before Christmas, Theo says. Now listen up, Twas the night before Christmas. At 127, Hans says, It's Christmas, Theo. On 133, John got invited to the Christmas party, John says. 142, Century City Streets, Dwayne says, it's Christmas Eve. And this is where we're talking about shutting down power. At, I know the whole movie by heart. At 143.51 in the Floor 30 Vault, Theo, Merry Christmas when it opens up. At 206 in Nakatomi Plaza Exterior, John says, Merry Christmas, Argyle. At 206 in the Plaza Exterior, or well, if this is their idea of Christmas, Argyle says. Amazing. So now we have the things that all make Christmas movies. Everyone's talking about Christmas. We have Christmas music. We have underlying themes in the script. And now we'll go into the set decorations, all the set decorations. And then I have proof, about two minutes of it on video for you. At 241, floor 30, main floor, there's a Christmas tree. It's the first one I referenced. At 355, floor 30, there's a sleigh and a reindeer. At 901, there's a Christmas tree. At 1229, Santa Claus. At 1724, Christmas lights on the tree. 2643, Christmas tree on a desk. 3904, Santa Claus and Christmas lights. 3932, a blue Christmas garland. At 4411, there's a Christmas tree in the dispatch office. At 5624, near the ranchance, there's a Christmas tree. 5816, in the city streets, snowflake Christmas lights. At 1 hour and 53 minutes, there's a poinsettia plant. At 10309, in the cubicles, there's Christmas ribbon, a tree, and a Santa Claus. At 13025, Christmas graffiti. At 14745, in the McLean's front door, there is a Christmas wreath. From my count, there are over 130 references to the wonderful time of year known as Christmas. I think we can all agree, without a doubt, that Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie, more than any other Christmas movie that I could find. I went back and I looked at the Santa Claus. I looked back at Home Alone, and they all had very, very similar themes. Everybody considers Home Alone to be a Christmas movie, and although it doesn't have the blood and violence of Die Hard, there's more references to Christmas in Die Hard than there are in Home Alone. In fact, if you look at it, Christmas is not necessarily the main theme of Home Alone, although that is the time of year. Kevin does a lot of things. He sees Santa. He has sees the trees. Yes, they burglarize and the wet bandits go and fill the homes with water. And there is an overarching Christmas theme. And the music is also that way. But a Christmas movie? Well, yes, I think we would all agree that Home Alone is most assuredly a Christmas movie. That would make Die Hard a Christmas movie. And if it's violence that makes you think it's not, I will say that Kevin had a death count many times over Bruce Willis. The wily e. Coyote and Roadrunner physics of Home Alone, most people would have died from the things that Kevin did, including burning people's heads off with a blowtorch, stepping on nails that goes through your foot, on your back, sliding down three concrete stairs, 
into ice would break your neck repeatedly and weaken go over even death-defying poisonous tarantulas. Whatever the reason, we consider Home Alone a Christmas movie and not Die Hard. And that is the biggest argument that no one has made. Nobody wants to touch Home Alone. Well, I just did. The next thing I'm going to show you is probably the greatest thing that's ever been made, except for the movie itself. And this will help you put the pieces together. Let's enjoy this as this reminder as we get the proverbial juices of Christmas flowing and get ready to watch Die Hard shortly in the coming weeks and celebrate this Yuletide cheer. This is John. Nice bear. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! He'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls. With bows of Bruce Willis. Went to the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee Kaye, Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. Hans. <laughs> Bobby. Eat it, Harvey. Yeah! Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. Yes, folks, it is a Christmas movie. And I know some may agree. So make your own video, make your own show, and let us know why it's not. But to you, all I will say is have a Die Hard Merry, Merry Christmas. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of humor isn't a bad thing, and we can have some fun once in a while and joke around and do a shorter show. But what isn't a joke is that I need your help. I need likes, shares, and subscribes, and it's really easy to do that until Facebook allows me to advertise again. I'm kind of in a rut. Unfortunately, I have tapped my network and my wife's network and your network, and I need you to continue to expand our audience by liking and sharing and subscribing. Every little bit helps, and this is an episode that everyone can get around, even though I pulled a gun on the audience when we first started. Something else that's truly important, folks, is the Veteran Crisis Hotline. Our veterans are one of our most important resources. They are amazing people, and I want to show you a quick video of my company and what we had a chance to do. So folks, something special I wanted to have you see was this video that we did for Valor Roofing for Sergeant Welch. I, you talked about it, talked a little bit about it when it came to the news media and the way that they spun it, but you never got to see the actual event. And I want to make sure you get to see that today. Thanks for joining me on this. And I hope you enjoy. WPOC, it's Bob Delmont. I want to let you know what's going on right now, something kind of special. Valor Roofing is doing their Raise the Roof program right now as we speak, installing a free roof to a veteran right here in Maryland. Sergeant George Welsh of Edgewater 
going to get a free roof. It's being built right now. He's 73 years old, was an Army military policeman, as well as a gunner on a helicopter gunship, and was uh, in a platoon involved in the Battle of Saigon, in which they were trapped in an alleyway. So we salute you, George Welsh. Congratulations on your roof today from the one and only Valor Roofing. It's really about uh, it's really about the team we're here to recognize today, and um, I couldn't be more proud of uh, of the work that Al and his son Adam and uh, and Brian, uh, all the team at Valor Roofing. At Valor Roofing, we believe in a few simple truths: that veterans are the backbone of America, their tireless dedication to our country, their belief in a higher purpose that is surrounded in duty, honor. And commitment. They all have valiantly fought for our country and our right to remain free. As a company, we will continue to employ, empower, and engage with every veteran to ensure we continue our mission to inspire other companies to do the same. Our labor is the caveat to allowing us to continue this important objective. Our work defines who we are, but our actions speak louder and solidify our testament to our United States Armed Forces. With every nail, with every tile, with every time we navigate up a ladder, we remind ourselves to do excellent work and strive for perfection. Then, and only then, will we sign our work as complete. God bless our veterans, and God bless the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy who does the voiceover does amazing work. Well, I knew the rig would come in handy. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that. And listen, I know things are crazy right now, and everybody's worried about Joe Biden being the president. Not much is going to change. We're going to be fine. And I know we all had hopes, and people sent me funny letters of, hey, Matt, don't unfriend me. Here's some more news of why Trump's going to win. But really, folks, what it comes down to is as long as we have each other, as long as we have our health Everything is going to be just fine. Speaking of health, Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. A veteran may need your help. Please reach out. Make that phone call. If you don't know how to make that phone call, reach out to me and I will make it with you. Folks, Merry Christmas and God bless. Die Hard will forever be in my heart as a Christmas movie. And I hope it will be with your family too. I'm out and I will see you live tonight.